Warning, this episode has spoilers for both the Percy Jackson and Here's of Olympus series. Check the description for timestamps if you want to keep listening. Enjoy. Hello, Legacies. And welcome back to the Demigod Discussion, a Percy Jackson podcast. My name is Issa, I am the Smarts. My name is Thomas, and I am the Sword. And my name is Christine, and I am the Goat. Okay, so today, in this episode, we'll be going through chapters 5 through 8, which is... Yes. I play Pinnacle with a horse to... We capture a flag. Yes. Action fact. Very exciting. Very exciting. Action fact. Okay. So who's starting the (laughs) summary? (laughs) I hope you enjoyed the first episode because Because... here we are. The episode. (laughs) Yay. Yay. We should sound more upbeat. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Hot it time. Anyway, chapter five. We start off with with I play. Yes, I play Pinnacle with a horse. Yes. We ended with Percy stumbling with Grover into the valley and then blacking out to a familiar face in a seriously pretty girl in curls. Who looks like a princess. <laughs> Who looked like a princess. Yes, Who looks like yes, a princess. Yes. All anyway, right. when we're starting this off, when we're starting this off, He's in bed. He's apparently dreaming about barnyard animals who wanted to kill them or wanted food. And now food. he's in a soft bed and someone, a pretty girl, is feeding him pudding, spoon-fed pudding. And it mm-hmm. tasted like buttered popcorn. And she is quote-unquote smirking. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then he oh. wakes up. Yes, Something he Something to add? Yes. Um, I was so disappointed when I was rereading this because I realized that the first thing um, the pretty girl, the, uh, the, um, the blonde girl said to Percy was, what's happening on the summer solstice? And wasn't the iconic line. Yeah, you drool but in your sleep. I'm disappointed. Okay. I'm, I'm actually disappointed. Yeah, that disappointed. is true. That is technically the first thing she said to him. But the iconic line, which we will get to soon, yeah. uh, was the first thing she said to him when he was conscious. So it's technically he the first wa- thing. No, he was he, conscious. So. No, he was half conscious. Half he was conscious. in active recovery. I really don't think it counts. And I'm not going to count it because I don't want to ruin it for myself. So don't ruin it for yourself. Either, <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. We got it. We got it. Yeah. Anyway, back to here. He wakes up finally. And wait, actually, no. When he is half conscious, he sees another person, kind of, who looks like a surfer. And he has a bunch of eyes all over his body. Who is Argus. This? Argus. Argus. That is who it is. Yay. And <clears throat> the filch of the Percy Jackson like universe. He looks like a surfer. But, it's, but he's in New York in the middle of winter. So, um, huh? Wait, <laughs> is it, it the summer? Win- oh, it is summer. Sorry, I got it mixed <laughs> up with another book. Anyway, okay. Well, hmm. I don't think anybody would actually surf in New York. I mean, right? unless I it's, like it's more surfing. of like a city. It's not. I mean, sure. I feel like there are like if you travel far enough to the ocean, maybe. Hmm. 
It's okay. pretty busy, so I don't. I wouldn't imagine like anyone. Right, like, it's a city. <laughs> it's a city. It's pretty busy out in the ocean because there's like cargo and a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, there's not really beaches in New York, so. Mm, just like. Anyway. Yeah. And then <clears throat> he wakes up, I believe, and Grover's there to greet him. Yeah. Yay, and Grover's Grover. like, you have He's... been knocked out for two days. Your mom is actually dead. I am sorry. Also, uh, here is this drink. Drink it. Yeah. Uh, yes, drink it. Percy yes. drinks it. Grover asks him what it tastes like. And Percy's like, should I have let you taste? But then Grover's like, no, it's fine it tastes different for everybody and it tasted like the blue chocolate chip cookies that sally would make him who is now dead dun 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 dun. and um percy tries to get up he's still a little woozy so he had to lean on grover and then grover's like i want you to meet someone and then he goes to the other side of the porch which wraps all around and he sees I believe three people. He yes. sees. He sees uh, Chiron. He sees Mister D slash Dionysus, and he sees Annabeth. Yes, the pretty girl in curls. And Chiron was Mister Bruner all along. Mister Bruner was Chiron what? all along. Actually. Wow! And Percy shocked, twist. shocked Pikachu face. Here we are. <laughs> shocked Pikachu. And then who wants to continue? <laughs> Sora, shock Pikachu. Shock Pikachu face, yes. Yeah. Well, then. We do proper introductions to Percy and everybody, like, in charge in the camp. He's already met Mr. Bruner. He's just a bit shocked, as Adisa said. Yes. And he meets Mr. D, who just gives off... um, bad sort of vibes in his head he's just like yeah i don't think i like you <laughs> yeah and it reminds him of his stepfather in a way yeah because yes. like he's been hitting the happy juice as he likes to call as it like yeah mm-hmm. and they're playing pinnacle pinnacle whatever pinnacle. you call it pinnacle. <laughs> and yes and Please then correct us if we're wrong <laughs> Yes, because we probably are wrong. And yeah. Anyway, they are talking, blah blah blah, and now they have four for Pinnacle. And then, Yay, four. If I'm corrected. Mister Bruner slash Chiron. Chiron is like Annabeth, and and then Anna, and then Mister Bruner slash Chiron is like this young lady nursed you back to health, and then. I want to read this out loud because it's at an iconic moment. Yes, so, it is. It, it is very it, iconic. Yep. Let's okay. get a feet for this. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get a feet. Calm down. <clears throat> okay, 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 okay. <sighs> she was probably my age, maybe a couple of inches taller and a whole lot more athletic looking. With her deep tan and her curly blonde hair, she was almost exactly what I thought a stereotypical California girl would look like. Except her eyes ruined the image. Why did they? Okay, first, why did why they, they ruin say ruin? The image, right, like what? That's a bit of a bad like. That's yeah. a bit of a bad feeling that you get from ruined. Yeah. Also, like, gray, gray eyes do exist. Dormy. 
They were startled. Okay, I'm going to continue. Unless someone will. Nope, we are good. Okay. Continue. No. Uh, they were startling gray, like storm clouds. Pretty, but intimidating. See, they, she, she, uh, Percy does think of them as pretty. Yes. So, why did he say ruin? No idea. I don't know. Pretty, but intimidating. She were analyzing the best way to take me down in a fight. Which she pro- probably was, honestly. Yep. She glanced at the minotaur horn in my hands, then back at me. I imagined she was going to say, You killed a minotaur! Or, Wow, you're so awesome! Or something like that. Instead, she said, Dun, dun, dun. You drool when you sleep. Then yes. she sprinted off the lawn, her blonde hair flying behind her. Yes, you drool in your sleep. <laughs> the iconic line. And then Percy got so embarrassed. He was like, okay, um, let's change yes. the subject, guys. Also, I can't believe that, like, this is, like, mentioned. Like, Percy drooling in his sleep is mentioned throughout the series. And mm-hmm. even, like, in Heroes of Olympus. Yeah. It's so iconic. Mm-hmm. It is very iconic. Yes. <clears throat> After that, Chiron. Chiron, Chiron, Chiron. Well, they kind of to Mr. D for a little bit. And um, Percy says he looks like a cherub, like a giant adult (laughs) cherub, which for you guys who don't know what cherubs are, they're basically like those giant babies with wings. (laughs) (laughs) Those things? Yeah, like basically Cupid. That's what it is. I was thinking. <laughs> what? I was. I didn't know what a cherub was, but I was thinking of this thing called a a cherub chip, where it's like a cherub chip, where it's a chocolate chip, but it's not chocolate, but it looks like a chocolate chip, like a kiss, but it's not chocolate. Oh, I think I know those things. Like they're yeah. so apparently, and at this perspective, <laughs> Dionysus looks like a chocolate chip who isn't a chocolate chip. I mean, it's 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 sort of like weird in a way because he is most definitely a, not a chocolate chip. At yeah, all. he is Whatsoever. not sweet like chocolate. Bit of a sour man, like, you know. Yeah, you know, like sour patches. It's like in that yeah, sour patch sour commercial patches. where it's like. Sour, then sweet. Just erase that sweet part, and then that's just Dionysus. Now I, just, now I'm imagining Mr. It's sour, D and then it's like, sour. Now I'm imagining Mr. D like as a sour patch, like with his grumpy beard. <laughs> no. <and his> like... <laughs> okay, I just ruined sour patches. Anyway, he looks like a cher- uh, cherub. Uh, he likes Pac-Man, apparently. Mm-hmm. Pac-Man is talk- awesome. The 80s yes. games, those those games, mm-hmm. iconic. Centipede, Asteroid, Pac-Man. Yes. Oh, yep. amazing. And um, he is a, he is sentenced to Camp Half-Blood because it's like he's doing his time. Because he apparently chased a wood nymph who was off limits. And his father, who we learn is Zeus, is like, Nuh-uh, go down, you're in timeout for a hundred years. More That's than a hundred. No, it's a hundred years. Oh, well. Also, uh, spoiler alert for Titan's Curse, I think. Mr. D is married, so... Don't say that! Why would you say that? Spoiler alert. He's married? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And also, um, 
He just doesn't like heroes. He's like the no. like he's the head of the camp where mm-hmm. heroes slash half bloods go to, and he doesn't like them. And he's always like looking down at Percy, and Percy doesn't like him, so the feeling is mutual. Mutual, and it kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of Snape's relationship to Harry and from Harry Potter. Oh, except in this case, Dionysus isn't really good per se. He's just Snape Dionysus. isn't either. Well, I mean, he... in the end, he does like turn good, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, and also, Snape good. doesn't get Harry's name wrong constantly, but you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Johnson, Pietro, whatever. Anyway, after that, um, they're talking about what are they talking about? Um, talking about how like myths and stuff are real, and Percy's like, "No, they're not," and Mister D's like, "Yes, they are." And then Chiron butts in and says something so mean. I thought Mister D said this. But it was actually Chiron, the line about in a million years or something like that. People might call Percy you a myth. Oh, a myth that for one. getting over their mothers being killed. And that seemed like such a mystery line. But it was Chiron for some reason. I honestly think that was a typo. Like, I do not believe that Chiron said that. There's no way Chiron said that. Like, I hope in the in the show they make Mr. D say it and not Chiron. Cause yes. Like, I'm not I a big would... Chiron fan, but I don't think Chiron would say this. He would never say this. And then after But then that... it's just said that it was he that he was trying to make me angry for some reason, but I wasn't going to let him in. Yes! What? So he just said that not to be mean, but just saying that to provoke him for some reason. So, but why would Chiron do that? I have maybe no idea. Maybe it's because he got so, like, maybe it was because uh, Percy said that myths are real. Like, that's before we had science and insulting stuff. I'm surprised he didn't get smacked by lightning just then. Mm-hmm. So, didn't lightning crackle in the bath? I mean. That I... was when Mr. D summoned wine. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And uh, we figure out that Mr. D is Dionysus, and mm-hmm. Zeus is his father, and he's not allowed to drink wine, so he drinks yeah. Diet Coke or Coca-Cola instead. Um, after that, after that, after that, after that, after that, uh, Chiron wins the game of Pinocchio or whatever. Wait, wait. Mr. D used to be a demigod, right? Shush, let's not go into the backstory right now. <laughs> yeah, but if he let's was, not go mean... into the backstory right now. We'll save that for Titan's Curse, okay? After that, after that, who wants to continue? Because I kind of forgot. After that, okay, stuff happened. So <laughs> stuff he happened said after that. He's Dionysus. We learned that he's Dionysus. Yes. And then the Chiron wins. <laughs> and then... Uh, I think ah. that's it. Yeah. It's, that's. No, they have the tour, so... Yeah, wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. But I think that's it. No, I it's, think, it, it's not. It's I not. think Grover, no, not... like, disappears with Mr. D. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. no. Grover's and then... about, about <laughs> to get, like, probation or something. And then uh, Chiron... 
goes takes Percy on a tour. Yeah, to and I think yes. that's the end of chapter five. No, it's not almost. Oh wait, almost, wait, though. yes, Chiron almost. becomes a centaur. Oh, he yeah. does. That's a pretty important. How could part. we forget? He's <laughs> yeah, a, he's not. He doesn't. He isn't in his wheelchair state for the entire series after this, and we forget. So that's yeah. yeah. Yes. He, oh, but he, he talks does. about like Western civilization too. Yeah, he talks about how like it was in mm-hmm. Greek and then Rome and then I think England and then Spain for a bit, and just kept moving until it gets to. America. Yes, yes, the United States. And that's where the fire, quote unquote, fire burns brightest. And that is where Western civilization is right now. I also wondered, yes. like, when the flame moves, but there's still a generation of demigods there. We also get to know, uh, like, uh, Camp Half-Blood is also tied to Western civilization. So when it moves, it also moves. So if there's, like, a generation of Half-Bloods that's, like, in the current Western civilization, and then it moves. What happens to that current generation? Does it, does it, oh. do they just like get abandoned? Or, like, do they get transferred? Like, yeah, <laughs> transferred, <laughs> transferred. <laughs> yeah, like foreign exchange students. Yep. Like, hey, kid. Yeah, Western civilization decided to move now. So, so you're on we... your own. <laughs> Sorry, but you, we can't help you. We're not in your area. <laughs> Yeah, that that's an interesting question because if it was in England, were there a bunch of English demigods? <laughs> and then like, whoa, wait, wait. So like, what if Harry Potter and Percy Jackson were both <gasps> real, right? And then oh they. Oh my met. gosh! Wait, this is a theory that I feel like we should go into like in another episode. I don't believe this theory, but what if? You know, a man can dream. But what if? It was true because, you know, Hogwarts has been going on for generations as well. Generations. Just like like Camp Half-Blood. So what if their paths did cross? How powerful would a wizard demigod be? (laughs) Like, a a wizard that was born from demigod parents. So, Okay, hold on. We need to... Okay, this should be in, in like, one of our bonus episodes. This should. This is interesting. Well, we're getting so carried away. Moving on to the tour. Yep, uh, Chiron's a centaur, and um, Ka- uh, Percy is saying, to start us off in chapter 6, is that yep. Percy doesn't trust Chiron's back end, like he trusts <laughs> his front end. Okay. So, <laughs> this is a gross question and thought that I have, but does, like, how does Chiron go to the bathroom? <laughs> what? I think he just, like... With his hind legs, he digs up a hole, right? So, so, <laughs> so does he go like to the bathroom what? like a horse? I would no. believe so. Oh, my I would believe gosh. so because, like, but then why? how would he wipe his rear end? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think horses do. Oh, here's the solution: bidets. <laughs> oh my gosh, bidets! That well, is like, the solution. I don't think he would reach his back end. Right? Or maybe he asked someone That's else. so gross. <laughs> oh, this is gross. Why are we just... talking about this? <laughs> Why are we talking about this? But, like, I feel like he wouldn't wipe it because, like, he's a horse, you know? Yes. Horse In his backside. human, though. That's true. And he is more, like, what's it called? Civilized than his um, 
brethren. Other, yeah, his other centaur brethren. So, <clears throat> and then we can move that, on. This is gross. Yeah, is let's gross. move on. Let's That's a pretty weird question. Yeah. And then Percy asks Chiron about he saw something in the attic of the big house, and Percy's like, Chiron, Chiron, what's in there? And then Percy. Chiron is saying, like, that, uh, okay. Can nothing alive. Yes, nothing, nothing alive. alive. Nothing not alive. not a single living thing. And I was like, what if, oh. How about something that's dead? But something dead can't be alive, right? Unless it's a ghost. Unless Boom. it's a ghost? Unless okay. it's a ghost. Unless it's a ghost. Dead, yeah, sure. Yes. But it's a ghost. Yeah, sure. So, okay. so like, moving on from that. Moving okay. on. They start it's walking. Wait, they start, I don't know yes. where it is. They start walking through the strawberry fields where it's, campers it's were mo- picking up berries. In Camp Half-Blood, yes. they describe it as smelling like strawberries, which is amazing the smell of yes. strawberries is amazing imagine waking up strawberries going to sleep strawberries training right. strawberries mm-hmm. killing monsters i wonder if they ever get tired of the smell of strawberries that'd be sad if they did or what like what if somebody's like it's a little bit too strong for them <laughs> <laughs> oh like so what if somebody there had strong noses Maybe. Okay, Strong. moving on. Here. So we're still in the tour right now. And they're just walking through Camp Half-Blood. Apparently, Camp Half-Blood has strawberry fields. So huge. that means Camp Half-Blood is huge. So Chiron says that it's a nice crop. Strawberries are a nice crop to grow and export to New York for restaurants. And it pays our expensive Expenses. Wait, and then he says, what? wait, why would what? they even have expenses since Camp Half-Blood has been there since, like, the beginning of Olympus, right? So they wouldn't have, like, loans or mortgages. It's uh... magic. So why are there expenses? Oh, wait, question. Is there, like, can mortals see the farmhouse? No, they don't even see the big house. Oh, so then. Why do they yeah, even have expenses? The, what about that? What is it like for like war games? Maybe you know. The, oh, or maybe it's like to help. Oh wait. Oh, Does anybody I think like... I, I got it. I got it. I oh, think okay, okay, it's okay. because, you know, because I feel like magical people also have expenses. So all of the other people who know about the demigod world and stuff, mm-hmm. and who like um oh who like provide the monsters or like provide the armor and stuff for camp half-blood i feel like camp the camp would still have to pay them and like yeah so like how there's Mm -hmm. like industries inside like the mortals think there's just regular industries but in the magic world those industries are actually run by people who know of the magic world so they can like oh okay yeah i know what you guys are talking about now yeah makes sense but like i was about to spoil something so let's not go into that anymore Yes. And we can talk anyway, more about that later. After yes. that, they are talking about Grover, and Percy's like asking, I hope, like, talking about um, how Grover <clears throat> went off with Mr. D, and uh, Percy's kind of worried. And then Chiron said, uh, Chiron said, Grover has big dreams. 
And to complete those dreams, he needs to Need bring. Surfers. Yes, he needs to be a. He needs to be a keeper successfully. So he needs to bring a. Um, he needs to find a demigod and bring him back to camp. This is Chiron's word. It says him. So why not say them? So them. I, why? Because like it's he's um implying that all demigods are a him and not a her or that makes no sense so that's sexist yes i believe that is sexist anyway that that, must have been a typo though because like or maybe he's just like referring to percy maybe maybe but we'll never know because that was grover's second chance that was Yes. He was like, well, guess he won't get one anymore. Haha. And then unless, after that... Unless he goes on a quest! Ooh. Yes. After that, Chiron is saying, yes, it was his second chance. And then Grover... Mm-hmm. And then and then because Grover failed once before, and we'll find about that later. Yes. And Chiron is like, Grover is 26, so... What? <laughs> oh, he's... 26? 28. 28. 26. Yeah. 28. 26. 28. 26. 28. Bro, I got the book right in front of me. It's 28. <laughs> ha um, After that. Okay. And then, and then yeah, Percy they just talked about that. Okay. Arguing that. Is it Grover's fault that because he did technically bring me to camp? Mm-hmm. But I feel like. No, Grover... you brought him to camp. That. Yeah, that's... yeah, I mean, you crossed the borderline with Grover passed out. So technically, so technically, technically, he didn't. So and and then after that, Percy gets an idea, a scary idea, and Percy's like, "Since all of this is real, is the underworld real too?" <gasps> hmm. Smart boy. Yeah. Smart boy. And then Chiron was like, "Yes." He actually child. learned something from Latin class. that's an achievement give yourself a pat on the back after that they go on the tour and they go to the armory and they also go to the sword arena and where Chiron says there are non-lethal fights there in the sword arena and I want to read something there too because this they because they started talking about the nectar and ambrosia that mm-hmm. Annabeth gave Percy, yes. which we learn is w- how he got healed. So, give me one minute as I find the page. The page read aloud, second read yes. aloud, second read aloud, and then and then he Chiron is also talking about the woods. And he says, the woods are stocked if you care to try your luck, but go armed. Stocked with what? I asked. Armed with what? You'll see. Capture the flag is Friday night. Do you have your own sword and shield? My own. No, Chiron said. I don't suppose you do. I think a size five will do. I'll visit the armory later. (gasps) And then after that, they go to, they saw the archery range, the canoeing lake, the stables, which Chiron didn't seem to like very much. The javelin, <laughs> javelin range, the sing-along amphitheater, and the arena where Chiron said they held swords <clears throat> and spear fights. 
sword and spear fights i asked cabin challenges and all that he explained not lethal not lethal and then i mean like lethal sword fights so they can get hurt but they won't die and then that got me thinking about how because they have the nectar and ambrosia to heal them and it would heal them if they got a really bad injury but what if like Let's say they uh, two campers got into a fight and they were like really mad at each other and they forgot that like you're not supposed to be maiming people and not supposed to be stabbing people even though they give them very real and sharp swords and spears. So it's kind of I mean, hard not to stab someone when you're mad at them. And then after that, what if they like what if they get hurt really bad and stuff? Yeah, like ambrosia. Would could ambrosia fix them? Like, if they got stabbed in the gut, would Ooh. ambrosia fix them from dying? Like, would it stop them from dying? Ambrosia doesn't like bring people from the dead. It just. But heals. what if they're it not just... dead yet? What if they're dying and they like shove ambrosia in their mouth? Hmm. Would they stop dying? It okay. So it's weird because ambrosia doesn't bring people from the dead. It just speeds no, up listen. the healing process. Yeah, so if they're dying, because they're not dead yet, they're dying. They're, like, losing blood and stuff. A lot and of what if some? And what if a medic, and what if the guy, the uh, the person who stabbed him, was like, oh, no, I stabbed a medic, come quick. And then they were like, oh, here, I have some ambrosia that will magically heal you up. Would it stop them from dying? Would it stop them from bleeding out? Would the cut heal, okay. like, super quickly? Because so, you're right, it would just speed up the healing process. I, uh, I feel like um, they would die if it was just ambrosia, but ambrosia and nectar. I feel like that have a chance. They'd have to pour the nectar in the wound because they do that to like disinfect it, you know, or like. So it's like iodine. It's sort of like they they pour it on wounds once in a while to do something. I don't I don't know specifically okay, but what the, it is. The but question. They pour it on. But the question is, would it stop them from dying? They're bleeding out. This is serious. Like I don't think it'd be... If it was just ambrosia, I don't think so. But, like, ambrosia and nectar, maybe. If they're quick enough. Okay. Then that leads me to the next question about this. Could ambrosia and nectar heal paralysis? Ooh. Paral- like, if they were paralyzed. If they broke their back and they couldn't walk again. Yeah, they could, could probably so do paralyzed that. from the from the waist down. From or like, like just paralyzed. Yeah, from the waist mm-hmm. down or like they can't even move their head. I mean, if they're paralyzed, they couldn't even open their mouths. Well, yeah, but someone could open their mouths for them. Wouldn't that hurt? No, but they wouldn't they wouldn't feel anything cuz they're paralyzed. Yeah. So, but so would ambrosia and nectar hear that? Heal that? I mean, I would believe so. That wait, uh, I don't know. Maybe, but like, I'd believe so. Wait, so are you saying that this person is paralyzed because of an incident? Yeah, like they were maybe fighting a monster in the woods, and like they were fighting on a cliff or something, and they fell off the cliff, and their back hit a rock. Oh. That oh no! I think I think it might heal them, but it might take a very long time. That's my thing. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if it's also dangerous because if with 
um, something of like of an injury that caliber, they'd have to feed him a lot of ambrosia. And it's explained pretty early on that if you drink or uh, if you eat too much ambrosia or drink too much nectar, your bones will turn to dust and your blood will turn to fire, which is definitely not good for anyone under any circumstance. I thought it was if you eat too much, it can make you feverish, but mortals cannot eat it without turning their blood to fire and bones to sand. Yes, demigods can handle a little, but not too much, or else they'll die. Right, Kick so the then bucket. they'd have to, like, feed the person little by little every single day, and then they'd have to heal every single day. So I mean, yeah, they've done... I feel like, like, maybe so an ambrosia So, we've come spirit. to conclusion that it is possible. If you're quick yes. enough. Yeah, if you're quick enough. Okay. Yay! Science and experimenting and discussion. And magic. It's Magical all amazing. Science. Now let's move on to the summary because this is taking a long time. Yep, and after that, they continue the tour and they go to the cabins where all the campers are. And Chiron hey, explains <clears throat> that <throat> it's separated. Uh, it's You are sorted into your cabin by who... Each cabin represents a different god, and there are 12 Olympian gods, so there are 12... 12... 12 uh, cabins. Mm-hmm. 12 cabins, which are, which, like, four of... Yeah, four of them are, like, living spaces. They're just honorary, which is... Yes. Zeus, Poseidon, Hera, and Artemis. Yes. Artemis is a maiden. She and so can't is Hera. have kids. Yes. And so is Hera. And um, Zeus and Poseidon are cabins are empty because they don't have any kids because they made a because we'll find out later actually. Yes, we will. Not now. And then um, because and then they go they they're passing all the cabins. They go mm-hmm. to cabin three, which is the Poseidon cabin. Yes. And Percy kind of gets like a feeling and he Chiron is like, we don't go in there. But Percy's like, uh, I want to go in there. So <laughs> of Percy like looks through the door and he sees it's uh, he sees bunks with silk sheets. Like, they're rich. They are rich. That's what strawberries will do for you. I guys. mean, they can only spare one hundred dollars per qu- like per quest. So, so are they rich? But they can afford silk sheets, but they can't afford to give questers more money. That is like. that is sad. <laughs> anyway, after that. Um, also, I want to talk about something else. Because, like, in this book, it's uh, talked about how your godly parent, it, like, you know, you get sorted into your cabin. And, like, everybody in their certain <clears throat> cabin are like always a certain way because when Percy like goes around he sees everybody and in each cabin they are basically very similar like in Apollo they like music and are medics and like heal mm-hmm. people and that's stuff like that and in the yes. Aries cabin they're all like really grumpy and angry mm-hmm. and like and brutal so and then but like, what if you're a what if you're a I don't know Demeter kid who doesn't like gardening? Like, what if your passion is to um like sing or something, but 
everybody in your cabin is like, no, you're a Demeter kid. You should help us plant stuff. So, like, why is it that, like, their godly parent kind of defines them? Like, I feel like every single second when they're introduced to someone, it's, hi, my name is blah, 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 and I am a son or daughter of this god. And, like, Mm -hmm. their personality is basically based on who their parent is. But... Okay. Why? Couldn't it, couldn't it, okay. like, why does it define them? Couldn't it be, like, couldn't they like something else other than what their parent is the god of? Okay, I feel like for, uh, in that example, like, the meter kid, I feel like they'd be good at gardening, gardening, but I don't think there's nothing holding them back from not liking it. That's, like, uh, I went to gardening school, but I don't like it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I get. So. No, I feel like, so, like, they'd be good at it, but it does, but their godly parent doesn't defy if they, like, like it or not. That's true. So, why is everyone in this book ooh, ooh, like ooh. that? I have why are they all defined by their godly parent? I like, I add. get it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Ate. Okay, so the thing is, I think that, like, they are defined by it, and, like, some people are, like, mostly stereotypically this thing because they get certain abilities because they are demigods. Like, because if you were, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like their powers would make them good at something that their godly parent is good at because, you know, their godly parent. Yes. Has powers and they inherit yes. those powers. So most people like what they're good at. So you know what I'm saying? That's true. But what if, what if, what if, what if you were a, uh, mm, uh, what if you were, what's another godly parent? That Hephaestus. Hephaestus, sure. Yes. What if you were a Hephaestus kid mm-hmm. who, okay, no, bad example because like they're all good at building. <laughs> but what if you were a, fe- a, fe- a Festus kid who wasn't yes. good at building? Like, you were that one in a million chance. Like, would there be... Hmm. Because, like, just because mm-hmm. you're a, f- a Festus kid, does that autom- autom- automatically make you good at building? Like, what if Festus fell for, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, a model or something? <laughs> <laughs> and then... They, because, like, most kids kind of grow up with their non-godly parent. Ah, I see. What and what if they learned from them and they were, um, and they were, like, oh, they learned from my, they, because, like, they, most kids kind of, like, their parents rub off on them. So mm-hmm. if this kid, this Hephaestus kid, always grew up with their model mom, then, yeah, who doesn't like building and who isn't a mechanic or anything, would they be good at building? Like, I feel like they would because it's in their blood. They were a Festus kid, and a Festus is the god of, like, he makes stuff, he, like, makes stuff for eternity. Like, oh, he likes a lot of stuff. He makes mm. automations and uh, machinery, and I feel like if you were a uh, uh, uh huh, Festus kid. Even if you haven't tried like engineering yet, because your model parent didn't like 
want you to or something like that, I feel like you'd still be good at it because you're uh, an Hephaestus kid. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I think... Okay. Okay. So we've come to the conclusion that if you are a Hephaestus kid and you grew up like not building machines... When you get to Camp Half Blood and you start building machines because you're you're claimed. automatically good at it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. More science and more discussion. That's why it's called the demigod discussion. That was terrible. Anyway, <laughs> after that, we go they... back to Annabeth. Yes, they meet uh, Annabeth at Cabin Eleven because that's where Percy will be staying for right now. Yeah. Yay. And Percy goes into Cabin 11. Annabeth uh, takes him there because Chiron has to go teach archery or something. And then we meet the... We meet Luke. And I will... And right now we are indifferent about him because we have not gotten to that part yet. Yeah, so no. So we meet Luke. And Percy describes him as cool, probably 19, and Annabeth was blushing. Ooh. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, no. I wonder okay. why. This guy <laughs> and this girl. Girl blushing. Girl have cool feeling? Boom, boom. Wait, like, huh? Okay. It's probably. So it's be, like, I would think so. Like, it's, I think Percy's in the mind by now. It's hinting at that. Girl. So. Yeah, that's kind I of feel like weird, she, but you know. Like, come on. I feel like in every book, like, there's some character that falls for an older character because they see them as, like, cool and stuff. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. But that doesn't really mean it would happen because, right. like, they're older. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. uh. Luke also has this scar, and Percy's like, Ooh, it's huge. he looks cool, and he looks, like, handsome <laughs> okay. or whatever, but there's yes. this giant scar on his right or left eye, and it goes down his face onto his cheek, and it kind of, I don't know. Yeah, his right eye to his jaw. Right eye. To- oh, that's huge. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's huge. And then Annabeth's like, Go ahead, introduce yourself and whatever, and then all the cabin, all the campers are staring at him because, you know, he's a new kid. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, staring him down. Is he a threat? Is he someone I should be friends with? Is he, you know, is he three, the social is hierarchy he... is also with demigods. Yeah. Is it yeah. uh, big three? Is he big three material? Yeah, and then he makes mm-hmm. a fool of himself because he trips and, you know, and they're like, wow, this guy, he's, he's the, the guy kid. who defeated the Minotaur? And then they're asking him questions like, are you undetermined or are you regular? And then he's like, what do you mean? And like, they're like, really, this guy? He's the guy who defeated the Minotaur? Why do they groan when Annabeth says undetermined? What's so wrong about being undetermined? Well, I think it's just because of the fact like the Hermes cabin is already so crowded that they're adding another member. They're like, oh my gosh. They should be happy because if it's so crowded and he's undetermined, they know that there's there's, like a 50-50 chance that he will get claimed. No. That's not how it works. There's like a 70-30 chance that he'll get claimed. And the 30% is the chance that he's we're gonna get claimed. So yeah, 
And that thirty uh, percent is just like based on whether the god cares enough to do it, right? I mean, he's... they can have they can have hope because since he's undetermined. No, okay, listen. You know, like they have it's... been here waiting to be claimed for like some of the campers have probably been there waiting for a year for their godly parent to claim them. Yeah, and like after a while, I bet they start to lose hope. I know it's sad, but I bet they do start to lose hope because like, yeah. Is he finally going to claim me? Oops, I wake up. I'm not claimed yet. Oops, another day. I'm not claimed yet. Oops, another day. I'm not claimed yet. Yeah. And I guess it's just, like, kind of depressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... Um... I mean, like, I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure I spoke about this to Afi Isa. It said it was, like, what if you can piece together, together what, uh, like, demigod you are, like, you're you're undetermined, right? But you're good at archery and you like singing. And you can be like, oh, I'm probably oh, an Apollo kid. That's an but that's the thing. that goes back to the topic where we were talking about earlier. Like, does your godly parent define you? Because okay, this is gonna be the last spoiler. Spoiler in Heroes of Olympus, we see a character who likes archery and he's like, oh, I'm probably okay. an Apollo kid. Yes. But no, he's actually a Aries kid. Yeah. So Twist. I don't think this would work. And the fact that he's like super nice and gentle and caring as a like oh. other than like all of the other Aries kids. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah but which like Which is really like contradictory to his because stereotypical be- personality as an Aries kid. Yeah, exactly. but like that character is the only known case of that happening. Yeah, so yeah. I don't you because okay. Even if you think you're an Apollo kid or an Aries kid or a Demeter kid or whatever, it doesn't mean mm-hmm. you can actually go to the cabin and be like, oh, I like this stuff, so I'm probably one of your siblings. They won't <laughs> let you sleep in the Demeter cabin or, like, that cabin. Yeah, they won't let you because you're yeah. not thing yet, excuse me, not, like, climbed yet, mm-hmm. but, like, maybe, like, they'd allow you to do stuff. Like, well, it's not against the rules to go inside a cabin if you're not. Actually, it is. The, but Percy, Percy does it Hannah, all the time. Yeah, because he's Percy. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Percy just does not care. Like, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, anything else to add, or can I keep? Going? No, okay. we should keep, keep going because it's been a long time. Yes. And after that, after he's making a fool of himself because, you know, he's Percy. And he's a new kid. Yes. And Annabeth is like, really? This guy? This is the guy who slayed the Minotaur? And then Annabeth's, okay, come on. Come over here. You need to get out. Come over here. We're going to go see the archery range, even though you already saw it. And then Annabeth is talking to him because he's like, what? What? And then Annabeth's like, I'm saving your skin socially. Why aren't you thanking me? Um, I'm like, how is Percy so oblivious here? Because he's been to numerous schools, like almost every year. He's he's the new kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I bet every single time he made a fool of himself because, you know, he's Percy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, spoiler alert again. I'm so sorry. And, Heroes of Olympus. No, what? No, wait, no, 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 no,
Annabeth wanted to show him the volleyball court, and then he's like, I've already seen it. But then she's like, come on, I don't care. Yep. And then he, Percy goes into this talk like, um, I can't. And then um, they go into this talk because Percy's kind of still kind of doesn't believe that this is real yet. Yeah. And Annabeth is like, this is real. And then Percy's like, you don't deal know with me. It. How do you? Deal. Right. This is real. Yeah, just gotta deal with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that. And Percy is saying, "You don't know me." Uh and then my, and then Annabeth's like, "I do know you. I bet you moved around a lot. You probably have ADHD or dyslexia, or you're both. Probably, yeah, you probably you're probably hyperactive. You can't sit still. You probably been to multiple different schools." Mm-hmm. And you've probably seen some weird things, even though people don't believe you. And Percy's like, what? How do you know this? Are you psychic? <laughs> <laughs> and Annabeth's like, no, that is the signs of being a demigod, okay? Um, because, because, um... Because most demigods, like, that's some for sure signs that you are yeah. one. Because, like, dyslexia, you can't read English because that's because your mind was wired for ancient Greek. Yeah. And because you're ADHD, you can't sit still because those are your battle fight instincts. Because yes. in a fight, it would save your skin. Yes. I mean, some demigods don't have ADHD and dyslexia. That's true. But they really? still live. But yeah, but they still have those battle battle instincts, you know? their uh, instincts but it's not like... and plus they're being trained for those experiences if they mm-hmm. get into a fight yeah. with a monster so that's probably why they're all alive uh, yeah. and after that um, they also talk about how monsters don't die they can just get killed and then Percy's like what yeah that clears stuff up but ni- a n- nice way for like keep on like Good, good way that for the audience to be like, keep on reading. Good job, Rick. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second bully comes out, Ooh, and we Clarice, as we as we said mm-hmm. in the first, there his first first bully character, and now his second. Now his second. And Life Clarice does not get easier. Is with her siblings and her gang, her you know posse or whatever. And they're mean, and they're I like, like posse. Who? I like posse. <laughs> and they come up to Percy and Annabeth, and they're like, "Who's this new kid?" And then Annabeth, really, Clarice, like, really? Do you have to pick on every single new kid? And then <laughs> Clarice is like, "I'm the bully. It's my job." Yeah. So, so and Percy and uh, no, not Percy. Clarice is saying he needs to be welcomed like every new kid, and. With the pummeling. Yep, and Annabeth doesn't butt in because he, she knows that Percy has to, like, get his own reputation. Rep. 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 Rep, yeah, his rep. Rep. And then Percy also knows that, too, so he's getting ready for, for a fight, but Clarice grabs him by the neck and takes him to the bathrooms, which... Humiliation. Yep. And he's about to get a swirly. Uh, Clarice is pushing his head towards the toilet, oh, and no. then he feels a tug in his gut. Yes, and he's like, 
I do not want to get a swirly, so I'm going to give you a swirly instead. And water shoots up over his head. And it's Clarice in the face. Also, I have something to ask. In the book, it specifically says that there's a big girl, like a like mean-looking girl with brown hair. And then when Clarice shows up, he sa- Percy says, it was that girl from Aries' cabin. So does Clarice have brown hair or blonde hair? Brown. I, or I dirty blonde. Of- or dirty blonde, yeah. It could or be dirty, dirty blonde, blonde. maybe. Yeah. No, but in the graphic novels, it's like blonde. Maybe the who made the graphic novels? Was it Rick? It was Rick. Yeah. Like he colored it himself and stuff. Like no, the, it was it's... under the supervision of Rick. Yeah, but it was um, uh, John Rocco. He's the guy who made the covers for Lightning Thief and stuff. The also... Amazing covers. Yes. And then what happens? What happens after that? And then they're soaking wet. Yep. Uh, Percy drowns them. Not drowns them. No. That'd be horrible. Oh my gosh. He dunks them in water because he's apparently controlling all of the sewer system in the bathroom. And Annabeth also gets dunked. And then Percy's like, Poor uh, Annabeth. It's not your fault. It is your fault, Percy. It is your fault, Percy. Just own up to it. And then Percy, and then Annabeth has that I'm thinking face. And then Percy's like, what? What is it? I know I just dunked you in toilet water, but what is it? Annabeth says, I want you on my team for Capture the Flag. And now we're on chapter seven. Yay! My my dinner dinner goes goes up up in smoke. smoke. Yay. Smoke isn't good. And then, um... After that, I think they go to the lake, and they talk about, like, Greek gods in its, like, sort of context for the magical world. So, like, this is the part where we figure out that the big three don't have any children because they swore on the river sticks that they won't because they're, they were too powerful. They mm-hmm. caused the, like, most of the historical events, like... Was it? Yeah, like World War Two, and probably a lot others, a lot mm-hmm. of others yes. that were pretty devastating. And then Percy's still in disbelief, and he's like, I don't belong here. And then Annabeth is saying, yes, you do. You are one of us. You are half human. And then Percy's like, half human, half what? And then Annabeth says, I think you know. And then Percy says, yep, I'm a half god. We're a demigod. Demigod. And then... Camp Half-Blood. And then... I think they're talking about... Um, Percy's like... So... Who's my dad then? And then yeah. Annabeth is like... We don't know. You're undetermined. We know your mom... Who, I'm sorry, is dead. But oh. your dad is undetermined. And... After that, Percy's like... So who's your dad? Then, <laughs> oh no! And then Annabeth. Oh, no. Okay, I want to read this out loud. I need yes, to read yes, this yes. out loud. We need to read this out loud. Mm-hmm. Anybody know what page chapter seven is on? Uh, ninety-five. Ninety. Or ninety-six. 96. Yes. 
This like, is on page 96 for who? For you guys that are listening. I mean reading and listening at the same time. Story time. <laughs> yep, story time. Hold on, give me a minute. We are sorry. Just need to find the page. Okay, and then Wait, sorry, before that, they are also talking about uh, how Percy says, am I stuck here? And Annabeth is saying, well, maybe, not really. Most campers stay year-round, but some just stay for the summer and go to school in after summer. And then once we're old enough, we try to survive on in the real world on our mm-hmm. own because okay, apparently yes. yes this part confuses me because when annabeth means year round do they mean summer school and then the rest of the seasons does that mean year round or does year round mean like all time every day no school every day like no school that would be a like that's pretty fun staying year round like who would want to go to school me, if you could stay at a place. No, but I bet they have a library here. Like, and they're, they and don't. I bet they learn. No, they, I bet they oh. like give lessons about like the different gods and stuff and mm-hmm. how to survive and stuff. And yeah. I bet, like, if, mm-hmm. I bet one of the Hephaestus kids probably teach you something about pulleys and levers for like basic engineering. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you could learn the same thing at camp than you do in a school, or even more. No, but like Annabeth says, she's a year-rounder, except yeah. she goes to school outside At... of Camp Half-Blood. No, she doesn't say that. Yes, she does. Hold she's... on, I am fact-checking us that. Hold on. She definitely goes to like... Here, here, on page 96, it says, It depends, Annabeth said. Some campers only stay the summer. If you're a child of Aphrodite or Demeter, you're probably not a real powerful force. Okay, now that that's a can of worms we should probably open after this. Yes, after I read this. Mm-hmm. The monsters the monsters might ignore you, so you can get by with a few months of summer training and live in the mortal world for the rest of the year. But for some of us, it's too dangerous to leave. We're year-rounders. In the mortal world, we attract monsters. They sense us. They come to challenge us. Most of the time, they'll ignore us until we're, or- until we're old enough to cause trouble. About 10 or 11 years old. But after that, most demigods either make their way here or they get killed off. A few manage to survive in the outside world and become famous. Believe me, if I told you the names, you'd, be ver- you'd know them. Some don't even realize they're demigods, but very, very few are like that. So, she does stay year-round. Where did you get the idea that she goes to school? Right, and In she ran books. away from her... She ran away from No, her that's home. after this book. Though. Yeah. Oh, that would make a lot more sense! She's a year-rounder as of now. Yeah. Anyway. Surprise, Surprise Karen would even let her do that, like, after this book. Like, mm-hmm. go to school and other activities we shall not name. Also, um, Annabeth said that children of Aphrodite and Demeter might make it out in the world. And she says because they're not as powerful. But... Oh my gosh. Spoiler. 
there is an Aphrodite kid in Heroes of Olympus who is very powerful, and there might yeah. not be a Demeter kid who is powerful. Probably not. I mean, they do they do hold up in the wait till you read Trials of Apollo. <laughs> oh, oh? No. is that a spoiler? Yes, yes. it is. We and are I am so sorry. sorry. Yes, we'll probably cut this out with the spoiler alert. Yep, and then after that, um. After that, uh, they talk about if they could step out the boundary, and then they talk about quests. Yes. yes. They also talk about monsters and how monsters requesting, can't get in them. Requesting. Oh, yes. Unless someone again. summons them. Mm-hmm. And why would someone yeah. summon them? Right? Why would Practical jokes. Practical oh, yeah. Jokes. <laughs> the Harry's Captain would definitely do that. Yes. Uh, after that, oh, I think it's, hold on, wait, I lost my chain of thought. Yes. You, uh, Dom said we would, like, open a can of worms. What can of worms is that referring oh, to? Oh, it was the, uh, not a real powerful force. That, yes, we already opened that can of worms. Okay. Yes. And then... After that, I think Percy goes back to Cabin 11. Yes, he does. The Hermes Oh, cabin. wait. We were going to read about when they were talking about who Annabeth's godly parent is. Oh, oh yes. Oh. We totally That's pretty forgot. important as well. That is pretty important. <laughs> okay. So let me find that page and I will read it to you in this, a this, minute. Yeah. This this is iconic. Um, okay. I love this. It's page so ninety five or ninety six. It's pretty funny too. Mhm. Yes, intermission. Mhm. Well, after they talk about, they also talk about how Annabeth came to camp when she was seven. And mm-hmm. she also see, and then she also shows Percy hit her necklace with the clay beads, symbolizing each year she stayed there. Yeah, and then, and then I'm so sorry. We are so sorry. I need to find the page. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, am I past it? Yeah, oh, I, they talk about how um, Percy's like, and you do you know my dad? And then Annabeth is like, no. Undetermined. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are undetermined. And then she talks about um, if your godly parent cares enough about you, then they'll send you a sign. But if they don't, they'll just ignore you and just not send you a sign. Like how most of the people in their Hermes cabin haven't been determined yet. And some of them have stayed there for like a year already, so. Okay, I found the page, so are you ready? So, they talk about, this is right after when they were, they were saying, like, you're a demigod, you're half god. Mm. And then, Percy says, then who's your dad? Her hands tightening (laughs) around the pier railing. I got the feeling I just trespassed on a sensitive subject. 
My dad is a professor at West Point, she said. I haven't seen him since I was very small. He teaches mm-hmm. American history. He's human? Percy, you're all human. What? What? You assume it has to be a male god who finds a human, a, a human female attractive? How sexist is that? Very, Percy, very. I mean, yeah, very. Who's That's... your mom, then? Cabin six. Meaning? Annabeth straightened. Annabeth, uh, Athena. Goddess of wisdom and battle. And then, after that, and then now that we got that away, they are also talking about... Like, um... Oh, they, are, they talk about the summer solstice and how Annabeth asked him about it when they when he was half conscious and he was like in active recovery and then um and then after that they talk about how annabeth has been to olympus and what yeah (laughs) and then percy's like olympus is an actual place and then annabeth's like yeah, it no. is. You can get there like by taxi, and then it's uh, it's above the Empire State Building. You know, you Yay. just go into the elevator, and then pre- and then press the button that says five hundredth floor, and then Percy's like, okay, you know, obviously. Sure. So, wait, did they have to like make that elevator connection, or does it like? It's magic. Magic, yeah. No, and then Annabeth is like, "You're a New Yorker, right?" And then Percy's like. Uh, yep, I think so. <laughs> yes, in his yes. New York accent. Yes, I think I am. Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, Annabeth continued that after they visited, the weather got weird and the gods started fighting, and um, mm-hmm. and. They f- and Annabeth found out by like listening around and gossip and stuff that something was stolen. And if it wasn't returned by the summer solstice, like things are gonna happen. And that is the summer solstice. Sure, deadline. Big doo-doo this time. So they yeah. visited in the winter solstice? Yes. Yes. Okay. The annual council of okay. the gods. Okay. Which is very important. No more spoilers, right? Like no more spoilers. Yeah. We hope okay. not. Okay, okay. <laughs> After that, <laughs> Annabeth walks Percy back to cabin 11 and then per- and then Percy sees Luke again. Luke, mm-hmm. Luke, Luke. And Luke. And then he sa- and then Luke's like, "Here, I gave I stole you some things stole. from the cabin shop, like a sleeping bag and toiletries." And Percy was like, "Stole?" I mean, yeah, we do it all the time. <laughs> we steal stuff all the time. And then he also makes a comment about Luke's sandals. Like, he wears sandals, first of all. He like, doesn't strike me as a guy who would wear sandals. Right? Yeah. I Yeah. Like, something like... Also, sandals would make a lot of noise if you're trying to steal something, you know, that... Yeah. Club and like when you're and during like events like capture the flag, would you wear sandals? I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> and know. then, and then Percy talks to I mean, yeah, Percy and Luke have a conversation about mm-hmm. how Annabeth is like kind of asked Chiron about her fate, 
her face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Annabeth and then Chiron finally like bro- breaks and was like, I know your fate, child, but I can't tell you even though I can, but I can tell you that I know. So someone special is going to come to camp and you can't get a quest until then. Ooh, and then, someone special. Hmm. Mm. And then Percy is like, someone special? Yeah. And then uh, Luke In more is ways like, than one? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said. And then Luke is saying like, oh, she, she thinks everybody is the one, okay? You're probably one. you're probably not the one. Don't worry, okay. How many people have ret- have gone to Camp Half like made it to Camp Half Blood after that? Like Luke makes it sounds like there's like five people. Mm-hmm. And then I think I think it was during this conversation. Luke was also like after per- I think Luke said something about everybody here in Cabin Eleven is mostly good people. Mostly. Mostly. Hmm. I wonder if huh. that's foreshadowing. That's something. not suspicious at all. And then after that, it's dinner time, and Luke is like, 11 fallen! Like a. I imagine like a drill being sergeant. like. Exactly. Yeah, I imagine him like, 11 fallen! And then they're like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> and then they do like the salute on the way out. Like. And then, yeah, after that, they make it to the mess hall. Yes. I do imagine that they would salute, though. <laughs> and they do announcements. Mr. Mm-hmm. D does announcements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the mess hall, yes. they. And then they're like, and after all the announcements about Capture the Flag being on Friday and how Ares and Athena are, are leading, leading the think, teams. Yeah. Yes. And then Mr. D is like, after all of that, he's like, oh, fine. I guess I'll also say that there's a new camper. His Peter name Johnson. is Peter Johnson. And then Kyron's like, uh, it's Percy Jackson. Yes, that's what I said. Percy, Peter Johnson. <laughs> Percy Jackson. And Peter Johnson was born. Yes. Okay. Speaking of this, I've seen some memes about, like, <laughs> about memes. Yes. About the movies, the horrible movies. Yeah. And I've seen that it was like um, the title of the movie isn't Percy Jackson and the Olympians. It's Peter Johnson and the Olympians <laughs> because of how bad it is. Like, it's not the Percy Jackson series. It's the Peter Johnson series. Yeah. It's, even... it's Percy Jackson, but like no budget. <laughs> It's Which like, is kind of ironic since, like, Disney had a really big budget. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that's... The, that, and that's there's literally sad. the Disney logo on the books. Like, what's up with that? Come on okay. now. Disney hyper- Come on now. And then after that, uh, they... It's time to capture... No, it's not time to capture. No, <laughs> they eat dinner. Thought. Okay. They eat yep. dinner. My bad. We're a bit excited. We're a bit excited. We're a bit excited. Everybody's <laughs> excited for Capture the Flag. Yes, yes, but we have to get this part done because this is basically the highlight of the chapter. Yeah, uh, they, they're Luke is like you have to ask it something, and mm-hmm. anything will appear on your plate and your drink. And then, yes. I, I personally, why would someone want to be a like? Why would someone not be a year rounder? Because like you could literally eat anything. The plates and the dishes are magic. Like 
not magic like Beauty and the Beast. They talk and stuff, but magic like it will like anything will appear. Like yeah. you can ask for cake whenever you want, and you wouldn't have to wait for your birthday. Or like ice cream. Oh my god! Exactly wait, right. Wait, wait, if there was like, if you wanted soup, would you have to? Would you have to say to the cup, "I want soup"? Or do, are there magic bowls? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a really good question. <laughs> like drinking soup from a cup. Like imagine saying to your, uh, uh, your friend, "Ask me, what are you uh, drinking? Soup." <laughs> also, if that was the case, would you drink out of the goblet, or would you take your spoon? I would, eat it like I would actual honestly, soup. maybe if there's something in it, then eat it like actual soup. But if there's nothing, maybe just, you know, hot drink. <laughs> drink. Drink hot soup. soup. Yep. And then. <laughs> yes. That's off the... topic. But anyway, Percy's like, ooh. Uh, and then he asks his goblet, Coke, please. Cherry Coke, please. And then he's like, blue cherry Coke. Oh, getting crazy. Blue cherry Coke. And he took Wait. a sip. He's like, perfect. Yep. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. And then he was about to dig in, but Luke was like, bro, you got to give some stuff to the gods. To the gods, yeah. And you have to burn it because they like the smell of smoke. <laughs> Even though, because they're immortal and they don't suffer from you know smoke inhalation so yes there and then he was like okay sure and then it burned up and it smelled good like mm-hmm. it smelled good it smelled like hot chocolate and fresh baked brownies hamburgers on the grill and wildflowers that that's, and, uh, that's yeah. really nice and then yes. we're almost to the end of chapter seven because, like, Percy's mm-hmm. like, wow, this is great. And he is no longer mourning for his mother who died about three days ago. Yep. And he was like, I felt like home. Yeah, during their sing along. Yep. And, and then, then that... he crashes into a sleeping bag. And now it's time yep. for the chapter we have all been waiting for. We capture a flag. Let's mm-hmm. go in our last chapter for today's episode. Yes. Okay. Yay! Capturing a flag is fun. Okay. Yes. Well, we start off. Percy is like getting settled in, and he's like, Annabeth teaches me ancient Greek in the morning, and Percy and like I follow along with the camp activities with Cabin Eleven, mm-hmm. and Chiron is kind of like trying to help him figure out what he likes what he's, and what good, he's at. good at yeah mm-hmm. definitely not archery yes because he shot chiron's tail oh yikes that is mm, what if wow. it shot his butt like it was, oh I'm, I'm, i know that would hurt a lot wait would it like i think it might be like a spoiler alert if you haven't like Thomas. figured it out but you know i'm no. sorry no we're not no no. No. More spoilers. We'll get no. there when we get there. And that's at the end of this chapter, okay? So, yeah, we're literally so close. So no yes. spoilers, okay? Definitely not archery and not and also Yes. Anyway. Uh so also on a fact I just want this came to mind when, when it says like he shot Chiron's tail. So his like so his his tail hairs are stiff enough that the arrow will d- lodge itself and stay in his tail. Like, are you using conditioner, Kyron? Right. 
Like, I would recommend to do that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So does he have I, hair care for his tail, too? You know, like... Apparently not. If, like, maybe he just uses, like... Right? Maybe he just orders, like, um, horse care stuff, like conditioner. Instead of hair care, horse care. Horse care. <laughs> horse care. Hair, mm. hair care for your horses. <sighs> that was really random. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then he also tried archery, but Clarice is good at archery, and that means it's a death sentence, so he's not good at that either. Mm-hmm. And then we go, he goes to sword practice, which is apparently the only thing he's kind of good at. Besides but, yeah. canoeing. Yeah. And getting his uh and getting his hindquarters whooped. Yeah. And um he is what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Uh he is at sword practice with the rest of Cabin Eleven. Yeah. And he can't find he's okay at sword fighting, but he can't really find a blade that's balanced for him. No blade like fits. You know? It's mm-hmm. like yeah. um What's that uh, story about, like, uh, too, too big, too small, perfect. What's that story called again? Goldilocks and Goldie the Three Locks. Bears? Yes. You forgot about that? <laughs> yes. Excuse me? Quarantine. <laughs> okay. Yes, but, yes. like, it's, it's like that. Too, it's too long, too, like, too, too much heavy. weight in the handle or just, like, too... Too much weight in the blade too... or, like, it just doesn't it feel just, right, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And then when they're at sword practice, a uh, Luke is like teaching them a new technique, mm-hmm. and um, uh, everybody's partnering up. And since Percy doesn't really have any friends, he's partnered up with Luke, and oh, all no. of the other kids are like, "Haha, new kid always partnered up with Luke because you know he's Luke is apparently the best swordsman in three hundred in three hundred years." Yes, three hundred. Ah! That's that's kind of hard, you know. I don't think that's true. Nope. Right. If it's that exaggerated, then Luke is a pretty good swordsman. Like right. last three hundred years, whoa. they might as well have just said millennia because he's pretty good. Not millennium. That's a thousand. And I feel like there's like you know there were heroes back then, like a lot. No, yeah, actually, yeah. So three hundred, pretty good. Mm-hmm. But and then, but you know, Percy came along, ready to steal that title, <laughs> and, and then he's get he's he's getting ready to get beat up. Welcome to Percy gets pounded on Hephaestus TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Percy's partnered up with Luke, and then um, he's tired because you know Luke. Even though Luke's kind of going easy on him right now, yeah, he's Percy's like still tired because like. You know, best swordsman in the last three hundred years, Luke is, and then, mm-hmm. and I don't sh- think he's used to like <laughs> sword fighting. Yeah, yeah. You know, he right. he just he just figured out he's a demigod yesterday, right? Three days ago, or yeah, yes, actually yesterday, yeah, yeah, or like two days ago since yeah, like yesterday, yeah, yesterday. Anyway, so, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, they have a short break, and Percy's like beat. So, and then he saw that Luke poured water on his head or ice or something. Yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. will just say, is a waste. Just drink it, okay? Right? It'll help your body more it if you drink it. Honestly. Good, though. It feels so good, though. Like, have you But ever it won't done help it? you. 
Yeah. It, might it helps five, me. It might last five minutes, but drinking water is much better. Not too yeah. much water, though, because then you're going to get cramps. Yes, true. Anyway, Percy's like, oh, that's a good idea, even though it's not a good idea. And he pours, like, a bucket of water on his head. <laughs> which I imagine is, like, you know how on, like, a basketball team or whatever, there's, like, this bucket of Gatorade. And there's, like, yeah. a little faucet where you can pour into cups. Yes. I imagine that first he took that entire bucket and poured it on himself. And then the rest of the cabin is like, dude, there are cups. <laughs> you drink like, it. pour you it and then... You don't pour it on your head. I just imagine that. I mean, Luke did it, so <laughs> yeah, maybe I Percy guess. died. Well, Luke is so cool, I'll do it myself. <sighs> and then Percy is, uh, he's like, he feels energized. He feels better. And then after the short break, uh, Luke gives mm-hmm. them a, um, a demonstrates a new sword technique. Mm-hmm. on how About to... disarm your yes. opponent. Yes. With a sword, and yes. And then Luke's like, Percy, come here. You are going to be my the dummy for today. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then everybody's <laughs> snickering because, like, all of the other new kids have been through this. And now Percy's the new kid. and So now he's going through the same thing they went through. And it's funny to them. Because and then, it so, is. And then first... Luke shows them how it's supposed to do- be done in slow motion and then in real time. And then after that, they do a demo. Whoever does the technique and clatters it and disarms their p- opponent first basically wins. And the crowd, the rest of Cabin 11, mm-hmm. are like ready because they know <laughs> what's about to happen because Luke's gonna disarm Percy like really fast and Percy's probably gonna make another fool of himself yeah like he always does yes but that doesn't happen because percy's energized now and he actually um he's alive long enough and Mm -hmm. and luke doesn't disarm him straight away which is surprising and then percy's like oh okay i see an opening i'll take it and then percy disarms luke what no yeah. way! A rookie. Now As this should have oh shot Pikachu face. Yep. And then uh, Percy's like, uh, "Sorry," <laughs> but Luke is like, "What? Nah, I don't, don't even say care sorry. that you made a fool of me because I'm the best swordsman in 300 years. That was amazing. Do it again." But Luke disarms him easily, and Percy was like, uh, "Beginner's mm. luck." Yes, and then they meet Grover mm-hmm. down at the pier, where we get more content! Yay! And they roast gods. Yeah, so they, uh... Yeah, they go talking, to the pier. They're talking about gods and stuff. Mm-hmm. And all the different <laughs> Olympians. And they talked more about the big three and how... And And how, shush, not yet. I want... Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, yeah, 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 we'll get there. We're so close on this. Okay. And then they're talking about the three gods, the big three, mm-hmm. and yes. how Hades doesn't have a cabin here because. That's disturbing, apparently. Because he doesn't get a chair up on Olympus, so why would he get a cabin down here? 
which is an unfair, but you know. Because he's right. a god? It's pretty sad. Because he's a god. He's one of the big three, but he doesn't have a chair. Right. And he's just, I feel like he's just as powerful as the other ones, too. Yeah, yeah he because, is. You know, he's a big he's, three. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then That's they talk more sad. about the pact, about how they're, they're not allowed to have kids. And then, yeah. And Hera's not allowed to have kids because she's a maiden goddess. And she doesn't go, uh, like, skipping around the United States uh, having children with mortals because yeah. that's her husband's <laughs> job. <laughs> that's mm-hmm, what they yep. actually said. And it's pretty funny. Yeah. This is what Grover said. That's her husband's job. Like, that's her husband's job. Yikes. I feel really bad for Hera that she's right. stuck with a guy like Zeus. Mm-hmm. And for all eternity, Ugh. too, since she is the goddess of marriage. And she's stuck oh, with a guy no. like that? Wow. Right? Ugh. But, like, anyway. we also don't like Hera that much. We yeah, don't. that's true. Anyway, after we talk that, about, we like, are done uh... talking about Zeus and Hera's marriage problems. And we are yeah. now talking about... How Zeus actually broke the pact because they make the pact. They made a pact out of out mm-hmm. um, um, to not world... uh, may like have any more children. Yes, because the big three kids are too powerful, and so they made the pact after World War Two, I believe. Yes, yeah. World War Two after. But guess what? Because Zeus broke the pact because you know he is a horrible husband, and. Yep. And there was a, he broke the pact, and he was the first person to broke the pact in like a while ago. And then yep. Grover tells the story of Talia. Who wants to tell the story of Talia? Thomas, since he was so excited, he can do it. Okay. Yes. So Talia is a daughter of Zeus, and after like when she was like nine or ten, she ran away because her mother was very unstable, and she. Met some other demigods on the way to, like, when she was, like, living on her own, fending off against monsters. And a satyr found them and was trying to bring them to Camp Half-Blood. But they were going to be soon overrun, so they had to hold them off somehow. And then Talia made the sacrifice of holding them off so that they could escape. And as she was dying, she got turned into a pine tree. Yeah. Which still stands today and helps protect the borders of Camp Half Blood from monsters and mortals. Yeah. Yay. And still then also, like, Grover says that because Zeus broke his promise, he got off easy because he's immortal and stuff like that. Because he's a god. But yeah. he brought a terrible fate on his daughter. And I just realized that that faith was, fate was being turned to a pine tree. Well, That's I just that. realized that Zeus. Well, Zeus turned her into a pine tree because she was dying. Yeah. Ah, well, uh, yeah. So since Zeus broke the oath, Zeus turned her, his daughter into a pine tree. Maybe it's weird, but yeah, that's how. Because I just had that thought. Hmm. Anyway, they swore on the river Styx as well, which we learn is the most important oath, and it's one of like the very serious oaths. So it's like, it's don't break it or terrible fates 
will um, come upon you, but Zeus broke it, and since he's immortal and, you know, the king of the Olympians, he gets off to walk off easy, so. Right. Which is terrible. Yeah, So, they swore on the most important oath ever, but it means nothing to them? That's weird. Nothing? That's Mm. interesting. Yes. Huh. That's also, really interesting. I want to talk about how it's it's um kind of one of the themes in this book that the gods are horrible parents. That's yes. why so many kids are undetermined and stuff. And they are like sent to camp to live because their godly parents can't take care of them and they have like a bunch of siblings. And mm-hmm. I just have a thought. Would the gods have liability issues because of child neglect? Like, yes, they are Uh, neglecting their children. Like, don't they have any liability issues? Oh, like, you know, the three fates could they sue the gods because of their like their ignorance? (laughs) What did they sue them for, though? For child neglect, yeah. But the thing is, they are no, like, what would they sue them? Like, the gods. They're the gods. So they but can liability be like, well, issues. Since you give me liability issues, I will zap you with lightning. <laughs> but the fates are also immortal. So. They'll just, they'll just keep doing it and torment you for eternity, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's the end of that. And now, capture yeah. the flag. Let's Yay! go. I'm we got to hurry this up because yeah. it's almost been two hours. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, capture the flag. And, yes. um, yes. They, Percy is, I mean, not Percy, Chiron is talking about the rules, which I kind of mm-hmm. want to talk about because they seem okay. kind of funny to me. Like, in a way, it's, it's in like some ironic, kind of sarcastic way, it seems kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So, Chiron, they are gathered at the uh, dining pavilion and yes. they are ready for capture the flag. Mm hmm. And he's and Chiron is Chiron hammered his foot on the marble. Heroes, he announced. You know the rules. The creek is the boundary line. The entire forest is fair game. All magic items are allowed. The banner must be prominently displayed and have no more than two guards. Prisoners mm-hmm. may be disarmed, but may, but may not be bound or gagged. No killing or maiming is allowed. I will mm-hmm. I will serve as referee and battle battlefield medic arm yourselves so what i find funny is how he has to remind them that no killing or maiming is allowed oh my (laughs) like Uh, i feel like that's just common knowledge you know you know like this is a game i'm pretty sure (laughs) i mean they call it like uh, I i think it's a game it's more like practice but it's a game, mostly. Where killing and maiming is not allowed. Obviously. Because yes, it's a like, game. It's <laughs> not like you can play a game of baseball and you can, like, do something. But they don't have to state it. And, like, the referee doesn't have to state it before every game. Like, yeah, like, no killing or maiming allowed with the baseball bat. Just a reminder. <laughs> just a reminder. Uh, just a reminder because of last, last, um, last week's incident. Um... <laughs> like I wonder if that's what they're thinking like 
yeah, let's remind them because they keep forgetting or they just keep ignoring the rules. So let's just keep reminding them until they just get it right. And, <laughs> and then... now we march off to the woods! Woo! To the woods! For war! Cabin 11, fall in! <laughs> <laughs> and then Percy's like, whoa, real weapons. Even right? though you have been no using way. real weapons. Like, right? You shouldn't be surprised, bro. So he meets up with Annabeth and they talk about how... Athena always has a strategy. Mm-hmm. But and she doesn't like, tell him her strategy. Well, yeah, and then... he, Luke sentences, not sentences. Sentenced. Him, <laughs> but like orders, not orders. Him, or like <laughs> tells him. Yes, tells him that he's going to be on border patrol. And border he, patrol. Luke also tells him how Cabin 11 is allied with Athena right now. Yes, yes for now, for now. And the Ares kids um, teamed up with all of the other cabins that Athena didn't really. So the Athena cabin. No, Apollo and Hermes. That's who they teamed up with. Yes. Apollo and Hermes. Biggest cabins. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and then Ares teamed up with all of the other cabins. Mm -hmm. We don't have as much campers, but but are kind of Mm -hmm. more are, like, bigger and kind of better fighters in a way. Yeah. Anyway, um... We get to the creek. Percy gets to the creek on Border Patrol. Wait, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Sorry, before that, Percy asks Annabeth, hey, when they catch up and they're talking, and, like, after she says, Athena always has a plan, Percy's Mm -hmm. like, got any magic items you can loan me? But yeah. then Annabeth is like, uh, where did you hear that? And she kind of, like, goes, her hand goes to her pocket, like, defensively, like, um, but then, but she doesn't really reply. And then they go to the creek. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's defending there. Everybody goes off to fight. He hears battles in the distance. And then mm-hmm. sudden, he hears growling. That's, oh yeah. He describes growling first. A and low like, canine growl somewhere yes. close by. That is very important for people mm-hmm. reading along. Oh, also, just to like <laughs> segue back to what Isa was saying about liability issues. First he was like, there was no way anybody would actually attack me, right? Would they? Because I mean, of liability issues. Has to have liability issues, right? Immortal <laughs> liability issues, you know? But yeah. the thing is, these guys aren't immortal, so would they that have is liability true. issues? Mm. I don't know. I okay, mean, continue. You guys can continue now. Yeah. That, so, but like, yeah, would they have liability issues? <laughs> so the growling stops, and af- and right after that, five, uh, yes, five, five Aries, kids. Aries kids, including Clarice, charge mm-hmm. at Percy because, per- um. Clarice is still mad about the uh, toilet incident. Yes. I mean, and who they, wouldn't be? Yeah. They beat him to a pulp. And well, they start doing that. Yeah. They knock him into the river where they can finish him. Yes. And then suddenly, Percy gets energized by the water, which is also very important. Mm-hmm. And he starts going ham on Aries kids. On the Aries Because kids. he knocks one unconscious. Yes. He knocks like three of them. He knocks three of them back, and he destroys Clarice's spear. Yeah, yeah. which mm-hmm. is a spear that was a gift. Electric, electric, electric. spear. 
which was a gift from her dad, Aries. And rip. Rip Clarissa Spear, but I feel kind of really bad. Ma- rip Mamer. Rip Mamer. Yeah. And then Percy's mm-hmm. like, KO! <laughs> TKO, actually. TKO! And Luke and then, comes running by with a flag. Yes, and they win. Blue Yay! Team wins. Yeah, let's go! But that celebration is cut short. Well, yes, it is cut short. Because Annabeth comes out of the... Literally just appears out, out of, of thin nowhere. air. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Because she took out a Yankees baseball cap. But first, let me just say, go Yankees. And then... Yeah. <laughs> And then they, um, the Yankees cap. And then Percy's like, what? Where did you come from? And then Annabeth was like, this cap makes me invisible. So, yes. Yep. And then Percy was like, you were there the whole time. And then Annabeth was like, Athena always has a plan. Yes. <laughs> and then Percy says, a plan to get me pulverized. But Annabeth was like, you got it. You got it. You, you literally- got covered. Yeah. No. Five versus one. Who cares about liability issues? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. And then. But then the growling. Wait, wait, wait. Annabeth also points out that purse about the sword cut on Percy's side. And then Percy was like, it's a sword cut. It's fine. But then Annabeth points also points out that it was a sword cut, but now it healed. Yeah. And. That's strange, really strange. Yeah. And then, um, like they just like, he, and then she's person, like and, muttering under her breath, "Oh my gosh," and stuff <laughs> like that. But then something appears. Yes. Which is a big dog, a very, very big dog. Which mm-hmm. is a hellhound. Which is very bad. Mm-hmm. Yep, and straight from the atta- underworld. <laughs> and it attacks Percy. But thankfully, Chiron was there and Chiron shoots the hellhound. Yeah. And then... And then after that crisis is averted, Clarice was also like, Percy summoned it! Even though like Why? Percy was the one attacked. Right? Like, come on, Clarice. I know you're not smart, but like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes into the creek... And then well, he said his no wound. Annabeth no like, Annabeth, Annabeth was like yeah watch this Percy get in the water right now and then Percy's like why and then Annabeth's like just do it and then she does I mean he just does. just do it and then and then he's like oh I feel instantly better like wow all my wounds then, are closing up I need to read this okay yes 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 this. you need to we read have this. to read this. It is on page one hundred and twenty three or one hundred and twenty four. If for you guys that are reading along, really? At home. For me, yes. it's on 126. Oh, uh, then that's just, yeah, that's on my PDF. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, it's on 126. And this is right after Annabeth was like, step in Watch the water, Percy. This. Yeah. And then his wound started to heal, and he says, Look, I, I don't know why I said trying to apologize. I'm, I'm sorry. Why? Why? But they weren't watching my wounds heal. They were staring at something above my head. Percy, Annabeth said, pointing. Um, By the time I looked up, the sign was already fading. But I could still make out the hologram of green light 
spinning and gleaming. A three-tipped spear. A trident. Yo. Your father, Annabeth murmured. This, this is really good. not good. It is determined, Chiron an- an- announced. All around me, campers started kneeling, even the Ares cabin, though they didn't look happy about it. My father, I asked, completely be- completely bewildered. Poseidon, said Chiron, Earthshaker, Stormbringer, father of horses, hail, Perseus Jackson, son of the sea god. Yay! Yay! I just love how he just said, like, Poseidon, all these cool titles, and the Hail Perseus Jackson. It's like that time in Sandlot. It's like that time in Sandlot where they keep uh, doing nicknames of Babe Ruth. The Great Bambino! (laughs) Also, I want to point some things out. Yeah. That, um... Wait. Oh, yes. Uh, Before this, after, before... Uh, the he is claimed. Um, uh, I'm trying to find another quote. Okay, I don't know when, but uh, somewhere around here towards the end. Her, Annabeth was saying, like, oh, no, I thought it was Zeus, but you thought it was Zeus. Like, Why? as smart as you are, all of these signs are pointing to Poseidon. Right. And not you Zeus. Think Zeus. Maybe she's like, huh, Zeus is, like, the one that thinks he can get away with anything, right? So maybe he had, like, another one, you know? <laughs> you know, Zeus is like, Yikes, but you know, being a critical thing, but yeah, I do. Worst. I do think that, yeah, I feel like Annabeth was smart enough to piece it together that he is a Poseidon kid just because of how, like, and especially, like, especially after the toilet water incident, like, how would you think it was Zeus? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, pro- Annabeth's probably thinking, oh, Zeus, like, rain and stuff, you know, so water, yep, totally. <laughs> <sighs> that is the end. We hope you like this episode of we'll s- the Demigod Discussion. And yes. we'll see you soon. Bye! Goodbye! Bye. Bye.